What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you find work in any industry with just one interview at Express. You have a connection to endless jobs, whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job. Choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit expresspros.com today to find a location near you. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. The weather is heating up, which means summer is almost here. Macy's is my go-to place for summer fashion, and I'm getting so excited just looking at Macy's.com for new bathing suits, beach towels, even floaties for the kids. They have all the poolside essentials. Macy's has everything you need for any summer occasion, your summer trip, wedding, or graduation. Macy's has you covered. You can shop all your favorite brands like DKNY, Michael Kors on 34th. Shop at Macy's.com or in store. Wind Down with Jana Kramer, an iHeartRadio podcast. On today's Wind About It Thursday Therapy, we've got Thomas Cran. So he is a professor of psychology at the London School of Economics and an author of a landmark study that the BBC hailed as the first to compare perfectionism across generations. Uh, he's been, he's had his TED Talks. He's been talking all about it. His new book is out, The Perfection Trap, Embracing the Power of Good Enough. So let's get him on and talk all about it. Hello. Hi, Thomas. How are you? Good. Very well, thank you. How are you? I am really good. Your book, The Perfection Trap, it's embracing the power of good enough. And it's it's interesting when I was reading your rundown, I was like, oh, ironic. I have a tattoo enough like on my arm because I feel like it's that's always been my biggest um, thing that has rotated in my brain. Like, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. And when I got divorced a couple of years ago, I was like, I'm going to tattoo enough on my arm and I need to look at it every single day because it's one of the hardest things to sink in. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And this particularly in this culture as well, where there's always something more to do, right? There's, it's really difficult to feel like you're ever enough because everything else, everybody else and all around us seems to be <laughs> racing away. So it's so important to remind ourselves of that all the time. So why why perfectionism? Like the, when you wrote this book, is it something that you personally struggled with or is it something where like this is just something that I'm seeing that needs to be readdressed? Um, both, actually. Uh, certainly something I struggle with in my own life um, and has con- contributed to quite significant um, mental health problems. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm actually divorced too. And I wonder whether there's a little bit to do with that as well. <laughs> um, and... Also, just everywhere, like, you know, I mean, I teach young people, so I see, I interact with young people a lot, and you see it everywhere. Um, So much perfectionism right now, fear of failure, fear of doing things wrong, fear of doing things imperfectly. So that was kind of where it came from, you know, I was feeling these things, I was seeing these things, and I just, I was an academic, so I'm just genuinely curious as to, oh, what's going on here? Is this like, is this the new zeitgeist? Is this, 
is this something that we need to be paying attention to? So that's kind of where it started. And then is it something where, I mean, obviously, I feel like it's a repeat sentence all the time, like social media, social media, like you, you know, having to compare and be perfect. And um, I, I, especially with children too, um, you know, that's why I'm like, I don't even want my daughter to have social media because I don't want her to have to have that like comparison, you know, to, to filter things or to make herself look different on something. And, um, you know, I even like personally had to stop using filters because I'm like, well, that's not what I look like, even though I like it better, but I don't, that's, that's not me. Um, mm-hmm. So do you, is that something else too, that you've seen be a, a negative trend in the, the reach to being good enough? I think so. So, so social media is interesting because it's not all bad. There's mm-hmm. some really positive elements to social media, uh, bringing, you know, particularly the communal elements and bringing people together around shared interests and all the rest of it. But obviously there is also a darker side and you're, and, and it's exactly what you're alluding to there. The social comparison kind of limitless images of everyone else's perfect lives and lifestyles. They invariably can have an impact on the way that we feel about ourselves. Um, and I don't know if there's any doubt, the data is clear on this, but also, you know, you don't really need the data. You just have to go onto these platforms to see how they work and to, and to know that that's going to have an impact on our, our perceptions about what's realistic or what we should be aspiring to um, and the kind of desirability and the obtainability of those ideals. They clearly they're projected at us 24 seven on those platforms. And naturally I think we're going to interpret them as uh, needs to be perfect. What have you seen in the mental health area around this perfection trap? Well, perfectionism is really curious because right now you see a lot of it and I think there's a begrudging acceptance of perfectionism being a necessary evil. I suppose you could call it our favorite flaw. So on the one hand, we we have this idea that we kind of know it has some baggage, but at the same time, we think it's something that, that helps us succeed or moves us forward. And if you talk to perfectionistic people, and I was certainly one of these people, they will say say to you that, you know, you know, everything and all around me could be collapsing, right? Things could be going wrong. I could be really in a hole in my personal life, work life, whatever it might be. But perfectionism is the one thing keeping me going. It's mm-hmm. the one thing holding me up in the world. When all of this other stuff is coming, it feels like it's crashing down. And really the point of the book, or the biggest reason why I wrote the book was to, was to really push through that myth, kind of almost smash through it. Because it's actually the perfectionism that's going to be at the root of those issues is perfectionism is going to be creating those problems and exacerbating and amplifying those problems. Uh, and until we recognize that it's really difficult for us to turn, turn the corner on this kind of lionization of perfectionism in wider um, society. And um, there are many reasons why perfectionism contributes to mental health, but the, the correlations are really strong and, um, and, and, and it's rising among, young people so those two um those two things really really mean that we should be paying attention to perfectionism uh, when it as it's rising do you see it more in men or women so this is a question i get asked a lot and the data is inconclusive so when you look across the piece that you tend to find there's not much of a relationship between gender and um, levels of perfectionism, which is really interesting. Hmm. And we didn't expect to see that. Um, but that doesn't mean to say that there won't be context and situations and environmental factors that mean perfectionistic um, 
expectations weigh heavily on one gender right over another. And I think there's uh, plenty of anecdotal, sociological evidence to suggest that females in particular uh, are under the microscope, particularly when it comes to image ideals, mm. the ways in which they are told they should behave, they should look and appear and all the rest of it, that um, men don't necessarily have to contend with. So there's an argument that although mean levels in the aggregate are fairly similar, that doesn't mean that we don't have to deal with contexts where perfectionism is demanded of us in different measure. And I think there's an argument to suggest, as I say, females would probably have a lot more to contend with than males. Mm -hmm. What is there any studies about ages of kids, like when that starts to become a problem? So like all personality characteristics, they start to crystallize in that early adolescent phase. So around 12, 13, 14, mm -hmm. where young people really begin to pick up char character characteristics and take on a personality. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean to say that it, these, so perfectionism for, is, is genetically inherited to a great extent. So about 30 to 40% of perfectionism comes from parents and comes from genes. Oh, There's nothing we can do about that. Right? They, they were just kind of born with that predisposition. Huh. But then the environment and all around us explains the rest. So what's left over is explained in the environments that we grow up into. And there are many different social forces that can um, amplify perfectionistic tendencies. And I talk about them in the book, things like we just discussed social media, but schooling, parenting, um, the workplace, um, social media, advertising, and all these kind of more broader cultural forces. And they tend to sort of crystallize around that young, uh, young adole early adolescent stage, but they can also be triggered later, later in life too. And that was certainly the case for me. Um, I grew up in a working class family. Um, the need to excel wasn't necessarily too strong. Uh, the need to get by was a, a lot stronger. However, as I elevated and moved myself into a different world where the expectations were really, really high to perform to an exceptional level, to kind of lift myself above other people in the professional world, mm -hmm. that's when my perfectionism started to be triggered. So I had this predisposition. And then once I was in a really pressurized competitive environment, that's when the problem started to creep in. That's when perfectionism really started to rear its head. So you tend to see it in early adolescence start to creep in and there are many, many, many signs you can look for, but that doesn't mean to say that it can't come on at a, at a later life stage either. Sure. What do you think is the biggest damage that perfectionism does to somebody? It's really tough. That if, so in the scientific literature, we call perfectionism a transdiagnostic risk factor. And what that means is that perfectionism can contribute to all manner of psychological difficulties and not just those perhaps we often associate with, so obsessive tendencies, for instance. Um, and the reason why it contributes to all sorts of psychological difficulties like depression, anxiety, uh, a sense of... Um, ruminative guilt uh shame there's a lot of shame among perfectionistic people self-conscious emotions um self-presentational concerns worries about how we look appear and perform relative to other people all manner of different uh psychological difficulties wrapped up in perfectionism and it's because perfectionists find it really difficult to manage and deal with challenges and setbacks so what tends to happen with perfectionism is when things are going okay, 
we're not we're, there's a there's a sense of infectious that we're kind of okay we're not too bad we're doing all right things are going reasonably well we're not failing that's the important thing but as soon as we encounter some setback challenge or failure that's when the uh, self-conscious emotions that shame that guilt is triggered and that that sets in motion an overcompensatory cycle whereby we feel like we're not good enough we feel like we've let ourselves down we feel like we've let other people down uh, the validation and approval that we so need to feel good about ourselves is not present and mm -hmm. in some cases we feel rejected or criticized and so in order to uh, almost remedy those self-conscious emotions remedy that shame we overcompensate we set ourselves even higher goals next time because in order to gain the validation of appro approval of other people back we need to be perfect. Mm -hmm. So we set higher goals. We find ourselves in situations of failure because the goals are too high in the first place. We feel even more anxious, even more depressed, that self-esteem plummets. And then we overcompensate again. So we set even higher goals and so sets in sight and train this cycle of self-defeat um, whereby, you, whereby you can see lots of different psychological elements starting to creep in, low mood, anxiety, depression, uh, and, in, and left untreated, left unchecked. That can that can lead to some you know quite significant mental health problems like hopelessness, helplessness, uh, and, and in some cases worse. So um, this is why perfectionism is is so incredibly damaging because as soon as we hit setbacks, challenge, failures, uh, we can we can quickly descend, um, and so and, and perfectionism really creates a uh, a very negative feedback loop in that respect. Hey there! Did you know that May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is celebrating by highlighting some cool AAPI-owned brands like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve. I mean, I love that a big brand like Macy's is supporting Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. It's important. But you know what? The best reason to check out these brands is that they're just really awesome. Seriously, you need to check them out. And you know what else? You have a great opportunity to open up access to college for AAPI students and help them succeed by donating to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. You can donate online or just round up your purchase at Macy's when you check out. So do what you can to help. Join Macy's and round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA scholars. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. So I've recently got some boots in the mail that I had to try because I'm a boot girl. I love boots, but wow, I'm never going back to Kova's you guys. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots and to Kova's is your stop before attending your next concert. Tacova's has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. Stop by our local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. 
Many stores have leather and custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's tecovas, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job, not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free? Choose Express Employment Professionals and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to expresspros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment professionals can be as easy as a phone call, and one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit ExpressPros.com today. So in your book, The Perfection Trap, is there... You know, obviously you you give tools and stuff like what are some of the tools that like people will be able to get from um, from your book to like help with, you know, manage it. And then, yeah. Yeah, well, there's all sorts of different things we can do. I think the first thing is to recognize that um, perfectionism is a problem. Mm-hmm. So as I mentioned, a lot of people will associate perfection as something that's very positive or something that's carrying them forward, something that's helping them through these difficult periods. Um, but that's uh, simply not the case. And the data suggests it can create a lot of psychological problems um, with very little performance, actually, interestingly. So I think that's the first thing. First thing to recognize is that we need to understand it's a problem and then begin to let go. And we can do that in a number of different ways. The, the first and thing I've really focused on in the book is self-acceptance. I think that's so, so important, um, being comfortable in our own skin. Mm-hmm. And that's easier said than done, of course, sure. especially in this culture where we're constantly pulled in different directions and told we should be more, have more, do more. But nevertheless, it's so important to try to reconnect with ourselves, to show ourselves, to be vulnerable, to be courageous, to do things that we find that give us purpose and joy, even if we're not world champion at them, even if we're not exceptional. It's really important we push ourselves out there. So I'll give you a couple of examples. In the workplace, for instance, if if you find public speaking, a lot of people find public speaking very difficult. If you think that public speaking is going to challenge that perfect persona that you're looking to put out into the world mm-hmm. because you feel like you're not a very good public speaker, you're not very confident or you're not very articulate or whatever it might be, then you will tend to withhold yourself from putting yourself forward for those situations because you don't want to show any deficiency or limitation mm-hmm. if you're a perfectionist. So I would encourage you tomorrow to go out and put your hand up to do that thing that challenges that that perfect person in your mind's eye. And public speaking is a really good one, but it could be writing a project. It could be uh, putting your hand up to chair an all-hands meeting. It could be something in your personal life, you know, playing music, singing, uh, dancing, stuff that you feel like you might be rubbish at, but nevertheless give you some sense of joy. I think this is so important because what those moments of discomfort, and they will be uncomfortable because this is an uncomfortable process, but what they teach you, is something really important about the perfect person that you're trying to emulate. 
and they and they teach you that really is it worth living in fear trying to be this perfect person mm -hmm. or actually showing ourselves being vulnerable is that as catastrophic as we'd had it in our mind's eye that it might be mm -hmm. and often it's the case that we put ourselves forward and we do a great job but even if we don't do a great job the consequences of that setback difficulty challenge are often not as catastrophic as we often think they might be mm -hmm. so this is all about reframing this is all about pushing ourselves out there Importantly, too, about being compassionate to ourselves when things don't go well. So you're going to encounter a setback challenge. Make sure you're kind to yourself in those moments. Don't don't fall into a pit of self-loathing, like you like, like you you want to in the moment. Mm -hmm. That's also uh, really really important. And and secondly, reframe, 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 reframe. Think about what it is um, that you're doing. Ask yourself: Are those kind of very rigid? A narrow thought process, black and white thinking, social perfection. I must do this. I have to do that. If I don't do this, some catastrophic is going to happen. Like, how much do you actually believe those things? Write them down. Rate them. Reflect on them, and try to reframe them mm -hmm. to find more compassionate ways forward. So, is it have to, or is it would have liked to, or this would be good to have done, or if I don't quite make this target, then this target, which is slightly lower, perhaps, is okay. It's good enough. Um, so progress is better than perfection. Uh, good enough really is good enough. And try to be courageous and put yourself out there and challenge your perfectionism in in, um, in difficult, uncomfortable ways. But that's really how you how you begin to overcome some of these tendencies. I love that. I love the whole reflect and you know reframe it too. That's that's a huge piece. Do you touch on in the book too perfectionism in relationships? Because I feel like for me, like. I was like, okay, I have to be the perfect wife. I have to do this perfectly how we did it in therapy. And it's like sometimes like holding all those things. It's just like, it's it's not perfect. And I can't be, because it's just, so there's so much more stress when you're trying to go by the playbook and it's just, you're, you're, you feel like you're failing at it. And then it's like, it's not, or it's not working. And I'm like, that's the piece too. I'm like, when it didn't work, I'm like, well, uh, clearly then it's my fault or I didn't, I didn't, you know, try harder. Or I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't good enough in this. And so I think that was, that's almost where I played more of a perfectionist piece in relationships. And then also what people wanted me to be rather than who I actually was, because it was like, well, this is what they think I am and want me to be. So I'm going to be this person, but it really, it wasn't that. Yeah. And, and, and that's so, that's so important to say, and this is something that a lot of people will, um, will struggle with this this sense that we have to be a certain uh, we have to have a certain uh, relationship we have to be a certain person in that relationship and we're tyrannized almost by what Car master clinician Karen Horney called the tyranny of should should be this should be that mm. should be uh, you know a perfect mother should be a, a perfect partner should be a perfect lover should be a, should be a perfect um uh person in in the relationship just you know there's all sorts of uh, so much pressure and expectation that we put on ourselves um to do things absolutely right and and mm -hmm. you know life isn't like that life is messy life is chaotic it's unpredictable things come out of the blue that we don't expect you know a global pandemic comes along and creates all sorts of havoc and stress these are things we just simply can't control and it's it's not about trying to be perfect because trying to be perfect doesn't give us any bandwidth, any wriggle room to accommodate these difficulties and some predictabilities. What's more important is kind of an imperfect or, or accepting that life is imperfect and our relationships will be imperfect and there'll be things that come out of the blue that we don't expect and there'll be things our partners do that um, 
that that we we're not happy with or uh, in some ways they weren't expected and we feel let down it's important to recognize and let those feelings in not right. repress them not try to uh recycle them into something else not avoid them or work around them but actually address them head on as just normal and natural and inevitable parts of just being fallible human beings living in a very unpredictable um world and and striving for the imperfect relationship and accepting that all the relationships are imperfect all people are imperfect and no relationship or person could ever be made perfect and that and that really is okay um that helps us that helps us navigate those challenging times in in much healthier ways and be prepared for the moments when things don't go quite to plan so i think that's so important yeah no i agree with you um thomas where can our listeners find you uh, you can find me on uh, Google. So if you type in Thomas Curran, um, I'll come up and all my links to socials are available. Um, and the book, or my book, The Perfection Trap, um, is out in all good bookstores and online. So again, you can search for it on Google and it'll come up. You'll find it. Amazing. Add to cart The Perfection Trap, embracing the power of good enough. Thank you so much, Thomas, for coming on. Thank you for having me. Okay. Bye-bye. Hey there, mamas. Everyone knows how it goes. You're giving it your all to breastfeed or pump for your little one. But there are times when you might need a little extra help. That's where traditional medicinals Mother's Milk comes in. Mother's Milk is an organic herbal tea blend designed to support healthy lactation for breastfeeding and pumping moms. Plus, it's caffeine free. Learn more about Mother's Milk at traditionalmedicinals.com forward slash Mother's Milk. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This project is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You know, I don't even know where to start with this because it's the comfort, it's the style, it's the whole look. That's what I love about my Tacovas. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Tacovas is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacovas boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacovas has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Shop by your local Tacovas store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's Tacovas, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots today. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.